Hey, it's Mailbag Monday, which means that you take control of the show and you ask some questions like, Correa? Can he be an option? Carlos Correa? And you also asked, who's going to break the eight-year drought first? The Tigers or the Angels? We're going to share some thoughts on that. Plus, we've got some thoughts on playoff baseball. You're Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, we thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, and you can give us a rate and a review. It helps other Angel fans to find the number one Angel podcast. You can do that on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you're watching on YouTube, click subscribe and the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Lockdown Angels, where it's your team every single day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. There was a lot of playoff baseball this weekend, some surprising eliminations, but man, it has been a lot of fun, this playoff run that all these teams are on. It's been a lot of fun to watch. But Mike, you had some thoughts about yeah. the eliminations this weekend. Hit me. thought it was interesting, Johnny, that the Braves, who won 101 games, and the mm-hmm. Dodgers, who won 111 games, mm-hmm. the Dodgers, who outscored their opponents by 2 million runs, it felt like, this season, <laughs> uh-huh. and the Braves, who came back to win the East, weren't even weren't even close to winning the East, and then came back and beat the Mets and were in first place for like two days, mm-hmm. right? Isn't it amazing that they're not in the playoffs anymore, Hmm. that they aren't even going to get to the next round? The NLCS Mm -hmm. doesn't have the Dodgers and the Braves. Everybody picked them. I thought the Dodgers would go far. Mm -hmm. But I have some thoughts, Johnny, and and I found this really interesting, and it actually ties back to the 2014 Angels team. Okay, Remember how good we were? We were really good. Do I? First place, first best record in baseball that year. Right, right. And so we looked great going into the playoffs, and the team that we had to face was the Kansas City Royals. And remember the Royals, they weren't sure they were going to make the playoffs. They had to actually win out to get there, and they did. Yeah, they played a wild card game against the A's, the one-off game. Yeah. Yes, and then they they, they win the wild card, right? And then they play us and immediately come in just with hot bats, hot pitching, and we end up losing the division series. We don't even get a win. The Mm -hmm. team looked terrible. We did Mm -hmm. not look like the best team in baseball that season. And there was a lot of talk about, like, I wonder if it's good to have time off versus actually just playing through. Hmm. And I'm of the opinion that it is terrible to have time off. And this season, the playoffs this season, have proven that, Johnny, Hmm. because an 111-win team is not going to the NLCS. A 101-win team is not going to the NLCS. Mm -hmm. And I think days off are actually detrimental to baseball players because Mm. rhythm matters and routine matters. Days off in football are different, right? Days off in basketball are different because your, your body can recover. But there's something about the mechanics of baseball, that repeat, rinse and repeat type of behavior is is why the Dodgers were so good and why Mm -hmm. the Braves were so good. And I Mm -hmm. think they're four to five days off. It just, it just killed them. 
it crushed think, them, right? You think this is a, a a playoff problem? Do you think this is a schedule problem? I think so. I think that there is going to have to be some conversation about what they do with the best teams. Because I know they want to reward the best teams yeah. by giving them some time off. But five days off, I know the Dodgers had a scrimmage game against one another, which was a great idea. But it's not like a regular game. And somebody on MLB Network actually tweeted out and said, hey, got the solution. Here's what we need to do. We need to actually have the Angels play the teams that are actually on break while other teams are playing. So that way, it ha- two things happen. One, those teams don't get rusty. And two, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani can play in October. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I think that they have to have a conversation about this because that did not benefit the Dodgers, nor did it benefit the Braves. I know that they ran into really, really good teams that were on a roll in the Phillies and the Padres. But I think that there has to be a conversation there because if you're going to win that many games and then you're going to get ousted, it wasn't because they were a bad team. It was. It might have been because their rhythm and their routine was off. And so I think there needs to be some sort of conversation because those days off really don't benefit those teams. I think it's too small of a sample size to make a decision like this. I think okay. that if you were to reconsider the playoff situation, I... I I mean, I get what you're saying, and I agree with you, but I mean, it's all about how you end the season, and I understand that there was, you know, four or five days in between things, but you had the Mets win over 100 games, and and they lost. You had the Astros win nearly 100 games, and they beat the Mariners, and they had five days off, so I just, I don't know that it's like an exact science, but I, I hear what you're saying, and I hear what you're saying about the 2014 Angels as well, just because they ran into a hot Kansas City team. Kansas City had to play all the way up until the end of the season. Right. The Angels did not. There was right. a period of about a week or two or three where it was just like, all right, we're, we've clinched, we're in, and now we can run out uh, Corey Rasmus to start a game for us. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, I remember that. And, and that's just kind of how it was. And so, honestly, if you're not going out there and putting your best foot forward each day, then you are going to lose momentum despite the five days happening or yeah. not. I mean, we we have a five-day All-Star break, and some yep. of those guys go to the All-Star game, and then you pick up right where you left off. Honestly, Mike, I think these teams were just, they had a lot of thunder, they had a lot of fire, they had a lot of momentum behind them, and then in some cases, they didn't. I mean, the Mariners had to play all the way to the end of the season, and then they ran into the tank that is the Astros. They had those right. incredible comebacks against the Blue Jays uh, when it looked like they were going to be down in the second game against the Blue Jays, and and then they moved on to the Astros and they hit a wall. And and in fact, those were competitive games, except for the fact that Jordan walked off on them twice. Right. And, right. And so all that to say, I just think I, I hear your point about losing rhythm and momentum and all of that. But while it happened to the Dodgers and the Braves, it didn't happen to the Astros. Uh, the Mets are an example of they didn't stop playing and, and they still fell out. So, yeah, um, the other thing is. Just do what the LA Times said and just give the best team in baseball a trophy. Like the like they said, give the Dodgers a okay. trophy. It's such a shame that so that way we can give the Angels in 2014 a trophy. But uh, so I appreciate your thoughts on that. I think we had some um, obviously that needed to be discussed because I yeah. think that's a good conversation going around baseball right now. But Mike, going to our Mailbag Monday, yeah, we had a lot of, of messages on Instagram. <laughs> speaking of playoffs, S underscore Caesar said, Brandon Marsh, you love to see it. We saw Brandon Marsh get a three-run bomb for the Phillies. Heck yeah. 19 Rob Dog 91 said, shout out to Marsh and Thor for moving on. Marsh with a clutch dinger, cry face. Uh, and then uh, Romello24, it's our friend Mello from Around the Diamond. He said, how happy are you for Angels legend Brandon Marsh? Unreal. I think you and I are both very happy for him, yep. and it's great to see him celebrate and have a good time. Yep. A young guy who t- certainly deserves 
this kind of uh, uh, spotlight, and he's living it up well. And so I think yeah. all Angel fans are excited. I think we, I think both sides won the trade. I think we need a no hoppy in our system, and I think the Phillies got Marsh, and we're able to correct some things. It's frustrating that we couldn't correct some things. Yeah, but Marsh is a great player a great human being and so it's very exciting did you see his interview in the dugout he was out of breath after his home run i I like i kind of like that they were interviewing that was that was a cool moment but the the dude was out of breath you could just tell he was hyped he got a curtain call came out of the dugout that was so much fun to see john there's a question from bc on instagram Mm -hmm. Uh, it said random question possibly for the podcast who is going to break the eight-year playoff drought first the angels or the Tigers? So That's a good question. Where do, where do you land on this, Johnny? I did some research here, and with the Angels and the Tigers, here's where they stood. And I was actually kind of surprised. Tigers were 25th in the league in batting average. Okay. Angels were 24th. Ooh. Tigers were 30th in runs scored, so dead last. Angels were 25th. <laughs> However, Tigers were last in weighted runs created plus with 81. Favorite and the stat. the Angels were in 21st with 93. Yeah. So, Here's my thing. Both teams suffered bad injuries, but I think the Tigers have a really young core coming up. I think they put too much faith in Javi Baez. I know he was a big free agent signing and kind of their superstar signing, but it's Javi Baez. Like he's, he's great in a team of great teams and a great, uh, great players like the 2016 Cubs and whatnot. But to, to make him your Mike Trout or your Shohei Otani, I don't see it. And he had a down year and that really, hurt them. They also had some injuries. So Mike, I think the Angels are more ready now, but what do you think? I agree. I think that the uh, the problem we see just in the numbers you shared, it's an offensive problem. And I think that th- mm-hmm. that this year with the offense, it's an anomaly. I don't think that this is going to be something that will continue. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully we don't swing back and then become a pitching problem again next season. But I think that those <laughs> pitchers have improved and I think that the, the deals that they're going to make to, to help solidify that pitching rotation will be helpful. But we're also going to get a healthy Rendon and a healthy healthy Walsh and a healthy Mike Trout and hopefully a healthy Shohei Otani. I mean, Mm -hmm. healthy David Fletcher. That's five players right there, right? And so I think that our offense is going to be much better. The the April and May offense that we saw from the Angels where they're hitting home runs and that's where the cowboy hat came from and putting stickers Mm -hmm. on it, leading the league in home runs and first place in the AOS. I think that's the team that we're going to see next season with some added pieces. And so I would say that next year we have a really good shot at breaking that drought. And if we don't, it'll be miserable in the offseason. But as Angel fans, we get hyped in the offseason because there's always next year, right? (laughs) So I think it'll be, be the Angels first before the Tigers get there. Coming up on Locked On Angels, we've got more mailbag questions for you. But first, Locked On Angels is brought to you by Simply Safe. In the last decade, over 4 million people have said yes to a Simply Safe home security system to protect their home because at Simply Safe, your safety is what matters to them. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. And here's why you're going to love Simply Safe. It's super customizable, so you don't have to purchase the things that you don't need in order to get what you want. The system integrates well into your home and it's an easy self install. You don't have to have a tech come out and schedule something. You can do it yourself and you won't have to have a bulky unit that damages or messes up 
your home's design. The system will bring the security you want and the peace of mind you need while you're asleep at night or you're away during the day or you're on vacation. Simply Safe is simple to use, whether it's controlling your system from your phone with the app, accessing and watching the crystal clear HD live stream of your security cameras, that's important, or talking with the Simply Safe agents who are monitoring your system and call the moment a threat is detected to get you the help that you need. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. You can save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month for free. Again, visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Johnny, we have a lot of questions to get to you. And the first one I love, it's from Tyler J6710. He said, Correa, Correa, can he be an option? He, he can't be an option, can he? So we know he opted out. And, and later this week, we're going to talk a bit about Carlos Correa. And we've got some great numbers to share. But John, initially, when Correa opted out, what was your first thought? I mean, why not? <laughs> like, everybody hates us anyway. Let's full go to the dark turn. side, full heel turn, <laughs> Darth Vader me, and give me Emperor Palpatine because that's that's how everybody feels about us. So Good. why the heck not get? Good. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Mike, uh, continuing the Carlos Correa conversation, we had this voicemail uh, from James from San Diego, just kind of asking about him and possibly Levon Soto, the way he impacts the game, and also some other potential shortstop options. So let's get to that okay. voicemail. Hey, what's up, guys? This is James uh, from San Diego, but originally from Costa Mesa. Diehard Angels fan. Man, I got to be honest. Uh, I know, listening to you guys recently, uh, you guys have been really high on Levon Soto. And uh, don't get me wrong, I loved what he was able to do in that short little stint at the end of the season. But I got to tell you, I'm not sold on him being that everyday guy that the Angels need. Uh, I'm really curious for you guys, how bad you actually want Perry Manassian to go after one of these big market shortstops for us, um, whether that's Dancy Swanson, Trey Turner, uh, Correa is on the market again, or do you guys really uh, like Levon Soto and want to see more what he could do? Um, that's just my opinion. I want to know what you guys think. Appreciate you guys and uh, hope hope to hear you guys' answers. James from San Diego, mm-hmm. thank you for being a diehard Angels fan. And it's probably really fun down there in San Diego right now, Mike. Right. Uh, yeah. what, what are your thoughts about James? I mean, are we sold on Levon Soto or would you like to see Perry go after one of those high-profile shortstops? Uh, you know, watching, watching Trey Turner play, especially in the playoffs, I know the Dodgers are eliminated, but watching him play, he's just smooth, John. He's mm-hmm. just good. And even watching Dansby Swanson, he, here's, here's my takeaway. I would probably lean more in Dansby's direction, probably because of finances, but watching mm-hmm. both of them, there's something about Trey Turner that's almost like there's predictable success with Trey Turner. You know mm-hmm. that he's going to be good offensively and defensively. With Dansby, you're not sure yet. And, and I know that mm-hmm. he has had some good seasons, but there's this predictable success that Trey Turner kind of exudes from him. And so, James, I would say that I love Le- Levon Soto. 
if we get Trey Turner, I would be happy to say, Levon's a great backup for us. He's going to be a great <laughs> infielder somewhere, but I would love to see Trey Turner. If we're not going to get Trey Turner, then I would probably lean in the direction of, of Levon and Fletch and those guys, but I really like Trey. What do you think, Johnny? Mike, this is how teams like the Dodgers create depth. They have their Levon Sotos waiting in the wings. They have That's their Luis Renjifos and their David Fletchers, but then they have their superstars at the positions that they need. So yeah. if, if the Angels go and get a superstar shortstop, that's hard to say, then I'm going to be satisfied. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Like yeah. I, I want them to go after that. I'm just not confident that they will. That's and it. that's yep. where my hangup is. So here's my thing. The, bot- the bottom line here is if they go out and get a shortstop, fantastic. If they go out and get somebody for left field or another starting pitcher, because I don't think they're going to go and get everybody in the world because they've never done that. Right. They've literally never done that. Right. As much as you and I would love them to, to do that. I think if they go and get two or three of the positions that they absolutely need and something like shortstop is relied upon with, between David Fletcher, Luis Renjifo, Juan, uh, <laughs> Livon Soto, um, too much playoff baseball, uh, <laughs> I, I'm fine with that. But if they go out and get that superstar, I'm okay with that too. And speaking of superstars, yeah. this question got me thinking, Mike, Turbo J 911 said, how much better would we be with Carlos Correa and what would the lineup be? look like well here's some stats that i pulled these are good uh from 2022 andrew velasquez from the shortstop position and this is just in terms of hitting so it'll give you an idea of what i don't know exactly how they would construct the lineup i'm sure correa might be fourth or fifth or sixth in there but but andrew velasquez was in the eighth percentile in strikeout percentage he was in the seventh percentile in walk percentage and seventh in whiff percentage so swinging and missing. And yeah. mind you, that's the bottom 8th yeah, percent. Yeah, that's not good. bottom yeah. 7th <laughs> Just for clarity, that's not good. <laughs> now, if you look at Carlos Correa's 22, 2022 numbers, he was 54th percentile in strikeout rate. So that means he's 54% better than the rest of the league, but there yeah. is 46% more that are better than him. Yeah. 76th percentile in walks. That's huge. That's really good. And 65th percentile in whiff. So he's not swinging and missing. Yeah. Now let me give you somebody like Trey Turner. These are interesting numbers. 68th percentile in strikeout rate. So he strikes out, you know, 68% less than the rest of the league. Right. 25th percentile in walks. So the walks aren't as high, but still 39th percentile in whiff. So he doesn't swing and miss uh, that much either. Now let's take a guy that you and I have talked about, Brandon Drury, he's 42nd percentile in K percentage, 31st percentile in walk percentage, and 67th percentile in whiff percentage. So all of those percentiles are double digits or better than Andrew Velasquez, who is, again, 8th in strikeout rates, uh, 7th in walk rate, and 7th in whiff. So that gives you an idea of how much better we could be with a Carlos Correa, with a Trey Turner, even a Brandon Drury, because Andrew Velasquez at the plate offensively was just not great. Yeah. The 8th percentile in strikeouts, that makes sense because we yeah. watched him strike out a ton. He never took walks, and he swung and missed a lot. So I, I think from these stats, you can see that any number of shortstops would be a major improvement, but Carlos Correa's walk rate 
that excites me. That's, That's something I would be and I think, excited. And I think to what see. these numbers show is that how how important contact actually is to a team, right? And just yeah. moving runners over. And I I love that Trey Turner has a high contact rate, and he's not striking out a lot. But that that walk rate for Correa is great. I think I would rather have Trey just simply because he is making contact more often than the mm-hmm. other two guys, Drury and Correa. Because you've already got a great lineup with Trout, who draws a walk with his eyes closed, and even Anthony Rendon is really great at drawing walks. And so I, I, I lean in the direction of, of Turner in those numbers, but I can see the benefit of having Correa there. Speaking of, of free agents, Johnny, Mr. Ant Macias sent us a message and said, do you think the Halos will be in on top free agents this offseason with the pending sale? Now, Perry has said that it is business as usual, which <laughs> is the company line, Yeah, but... I my gut tells me John that I, I I just don't think that they're going to be in on many top free agents if yeah. they make one move I think that that's the move they're going to make. And I don't know what that move might be. If it's left field, shortstop, or a starting pitcher, I think they might lean in the direction of a starting pitcher just so that we can really top out that rotation with mm-hmm. Otani and the rest of the guys. But I, I just don't think that they're going to spend any more money than the 180 to 184 that they've they've spent over the last few years. This mm-hmm. year was the mm-hmm. most money that they have spent. I just don't know if there's going to be uh, an opening of the purse strings in the offseason with already selling this team. It just depends on how fast this move goes. And if they already are are talking to a new owner and having conversations about stuff, I could see the new owner going, no, go for it. Do what you need to do. But my angel gut, knowing this team, it tells me that maybe we get one person, but that might be it. I would rather spread the wealth and get those depth pieces but also get, like you and I have talked about, a Jock Peterson for left field. Maybe you do rely on your Fletcher, Soto, and Renjifo on the middle infield. But then you bring back a Lorenzen, and then you sign like a, a Chris Bassett type of starter for the rotation to help out Shohei Otani. Like, you can spend and go all out on one big guy and do the Artie Marino thing, or you can spread the wealth around. And, yeah. and I think Perry is more of a spread the wealth around kind of guy. I think now that Artie is stepping out of the ownership role, he's not going to interfere as much. He's not mm. going to be as hands-on and say, give me Hopefully. give me Garrett Cole. Wait, we can't get Garrett Cole? Fine. Give me him Rendon. Oh, give me Josh Hamilton. Give me Albert Poole. You yeah. know what I, I think? Yeah. I don't think he's going to do that in the last year of his, of his tenure, um, but I would like to see the Angels. Obviously, I'd love to see them get uh, Aunt, Mr. Ant Macias on Instagram brought up Degrom opting out yeah. possibly and Trey yeah. Turner. I would love to see us snag those guys. But the thing is, we've not historically gotten a bunch of great players. We've got we've all went all in on one, and that's hurt us. That's bit us in the butt. I would rather see the Angels spread the wealth a little bit because really, at the end of the day, we have our superstars. We have Trout and Otani and Rendon, and we have. Uh, a young pitching core who's very solid. And so if you get guys to supplement that, like your Brandon Drury types, who are not going to command a huge salary like Carlos Correa or Trey Turner, um, then I think that you're going to fulfill those those gaps in the field very well. (laughs) 
Well, it is Monday, and it is Mailbag Monday, and we're continuing with your questions. Johnny, somebody who sends in questions all the time is Dylan James 316 Why don't you read his question, because you've got some great answers, some great stats for him. I love Dylan James 316 Hey, he He's said, great. what do you think about Edgar Caro, the young catcher on the 66ers? Hey, yeah. he is somebody that is the third ranked prospect in the angel system mike he's 19 yeah. years old he's estimated to be in major league baseball by the year 2025 here's his scouting grades he's got a 50 hit score a power score of 50 a 40 run score a 50 arm score fielding is 50 and overall he gets a 50 grade now for reference players are graded on the 20 to 80 scale yeah and 50 is average 60 is above 70 to 80 is well above average but i there's a comparison that we can make from Edgar Caro to the top prospect in baseball, Mike. Hit us with that. Yeah, Francesco Alvarez for the Mets, actually, he scored really well. He had a 55-hit score, a 70 power. That's out of 80, remember. Uh, 40-run score, a 60-arm, so he's got a strong arm, a 50-fielding, and a 65-overall. It feels like it feels like Edgar's score is like computer-generated on the show, right? <laughs> <laughs> Those numbers, oh, 50, 50, 40, 50. I was like, come on, like give him, give him some credit. But there is an exciting excitement about this guy. I know that Logan Ohapi is going to probably be the stopgap, and so maybe maybe Edgar's going to be the guy that we could trade away for like a Brandon Marsh in the future. Mm. Maybe he could be a trade piece for that. Who knows? I, I really have high hopes for Logan Ohapi. Check out these stats. This year in uh, Single A Inland Empire, man, 312 batting average, wow. 435 on base percentage, 530 slugging, and an OPS of 9 65 we'll from Edgar Carroll. So <laughs> I, I understand it's it's single A, but you yeah. got to start somewhere, and those are great Better numbers. than us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Alligator92 on Instagram, Mike, said thoughts on bringing back Lorenzen. I think he's got to come back. I think he's going to come back because I think he's going to be a cheaper option than grabbing anybody else. And I think he's going to come back because he wants to prove what a healthy season can actually do for him. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't be surprised to see him on another one-year deal. I do think he'll get two years just simply because he signed a one-year deal. But it is kind of another prove-it year. And this last year was more of a prove. He didn't really prove it, but he, he was almost there, and then he got hurt. He was capable, I think, yeah. I think this is a prove-it year for him, and so I could see a one-year deal, but I think that I, it wouldn't surprise me if he signs for two. Yeah, I'd like to see him back as well. I think he would supplement the rotation that six-man rotation very well. <laughs> Aggie Nikki, Aggie underscore Nikki on Instagram said, what are you doing to celebrate the Mariners losing? Well, if I yep. trolled and I laughed and I memed and yep. I had myself quite a Saturday night uh, making making memes and and uh, didn't make a lot of friends. But uh, I think that I... <laughs> I think that I uh, represented uh, Angels well. <laughs> you're not in this to influence, have friends and influence people. Come on, you're you're ready to you're ready to just troll everybody. I walked around with my hands above my head there for a go. while, just simply because it was nice to see the Mariners get knocked out. Can, can uh, I just say really fast? Yeah, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I tweeted yes. this out, Mike. I would love, would have loved to have cheered for a new team, relatively new. I know they've been there before. A new team in the playoffs. Like the Mariners. Yeah. They're a fun team to watch. Yeah. Julio Rodriguez, and they That's got that great. awesome pitching core. They got George Kirby through like a like a boss on Saturday. I don't want to cheer for them because of the fans. The yeah. fans got one lick of the playoff popsicle, and then they decided that nobody else <laughs> is in their league. And yeah. I just, uh, it's it was so arrogant and so ridiculous, and the way that they would... 
the, at every corner they they talk trash about Mike Trout and Phil Nevin and the Angels and da 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 da. And, and you can't talk trash when you haven't been there in 21 years. Right. Like you have a great team and you right. will be back. I truly truly believe that. But I'm not going to root for you if your fans are going to be too big for their britches. I'm yeah. I'm 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 good. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you coming strong with your locked on hat on. That's great. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's Claudia Rose said. Okay, this might sound weird, but. Why do a majority of baseball players love to play golf? Probably oh, because they love they love torture. That's why, because oh. golf is <laughs> golf is terrible. I hate golf. <laughs> I was gonna say a uh, uh, stick and a white ball. Yeah, it's the they, same thing. It's they the just, same it's thing. A lot, it's easier for them because they don't have to move. No, it's actually a whole different swinging motion. Yes. You can't swing the club yeah. like a bat. Arms got to be straight in the front. And it, I hate golf. <laughs> golf is the most miserable sport. And if you love golf, you know more power to you. But I've been twice, and both times I wanted to poke my eye out. And then the last question is from T.L. Brown, uh, 1966. said, looking forward to 2023. Started thinking about the changes and getting excited we feel the same way. I feel yeah. the same way because there's yeah. always that cyclical behavior of Angel fans, right? We get really stoked around now, and mm-hmm. I, I don't think that it's it's inappropriate. I don't think that it's uh, uh, dreaming. I think that we actually can do really well in the next season if this offseason we actually get the, the pieces that we need. Whether we trust somebody like a Levon Soto or we go and get somebody like a Trey Turner, I think that we're on the cusp of, of making the playoffs and actually performing really, really well. And we would all love to see that. All of baseball would love to see that. I know that Trout and Otani were getting trolled because they weren't on a team and they should come somewhere else. And, and that's listen, why Mariners lost. That's why exactly. That's why people lost is because exactly. of Exactly. <laughs> Otani's not going to Seattle. Nobody wants to go to Seattle, right? Like, and so that <laughs> none of that's happening. And so it'd be great. I think all of baseball wants to see them in it would just it would just shut everybody up which would be awesome but I think we're just a couple of moves away and so I'm with you I'm excited are you excited Johnny I just want new ownership man I can't wait till that goes through and if by any indication of the news that's out there that's going to happen you know early 2023 that would just be the greatest thing in the world and even if this season is kind of a get me over season and they make the playoffs that'd be great but then imagine 2024 with a new owner who's willing to spend trying to keep Shohei Otani around. I mean, I I really look forward to what's going to happen. And and next year might be tough. I'm just saying that right now. It might be painful again. But if 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 they can create depth, if they can go out and get the right pieces and not have to spend all in on one thing, and if they do both, that's great. But history shows that they they do one or the other. And I think in this last year. I think Perry knows what he has to do to help us get there in 2023. Well, hey, friends, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On MLB Podcast with our friend Paul Francis Sullivan. You can follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to give us a follow on social media at Locked on Angels on Twitter, and of course at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? Well, we heard the news. Albert Pujols is coming back. We've got a great voicemail, and we've got some great talking points. We're going to talk about if this is a good thing or not. We're going to figure it out together tomorrow on Locked on Angels. Looking forward to that conversation. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Angels, and we will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.